1: What's going on guys, welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma, Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode, exciting news, this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927, follow them online at oklahomahof.com and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof, let's get into today's episode sat with a mate today it's weird it is not i say weird it's different i don't really get to interview mates very often so it's kind of nice um but sat with uh mr andrew holder who if you don't know who andrew is he works for carl williams real estate company kw elite of Classen, and we met through real estate so that was a long time ago
0: i know it's like probably with
1: when we think about it
0: three or four years ago yeah yeah. I
1: saw the bold picture of us the other day oh, Yeah, and it came up and I'm like, who's left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's still <laughs> in it. Yeah.
1: It yeah, was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we met cause you, you know, you left all Chaparral. Yeah. You left Moment Chaparral.
0: And gas business. Yeah.
1: Came to real estate, did very well first year and then should have got rookie of the year. We won't dive into why you didn't. Yeah. I'm still a little, so a little, little, salty. A little, bit a little salty about that. Um, but Yeah, met because of real estate. And then um, you've gone into, like, I guess the... I wouldn't say office side of things, but it is kind of office side of things, right?
0: Yeah, so I I jumped in... like, uh, like you said, I jumped into the real estate business, cold turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people kind of have that illusion of, you know, let me try to jump in this, dip my toe in the water and see what happens. I decided based on the time of life I was and um, with what I wanted to accomplish, there was no way I was going to be able to accomplish what I wanted to unless I jumped right. all in. Um, so, yeah, I jumped in and um, had a lot of success in my first couple of years and had an opportunity to jump on a leadership side of thing, mm-hmm. things. And I'm um, just based off of the way I was raised, I've always been... More about giving to others as much uh, than giving back to myself. So I was really blessed by what um, our company had to offer. So I want to make sure I could help. You know, yeah, do my part to bless others.
1: And if anyone's worked or worked with someone from KW or been at the Kelvin's, they'll know exactly what you're talking about, right? Because the culture so. that we have, or that I mean, I, you know, it's. It's probably, that's how I, I, I mean, it was the place where I started doing real estate and it's, I might put anybody who wants to get into real estate is where I push them.
0: Yeah, no, we I mean, we're blessed. Obviously it's an independent, you know, everyone's independent contractors. So sure. We try to do the best we possibly can, but yeah, we just start things based off of culture first and mm-hmm. then do everything we can to make everything a win-win situation. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: so before working for Chaparral, working for KW, uh, you're born and raised in Oklahoma. I know your story, but yeah. people listening don't. So yeah. take us all the way back.
0: Yeah, so I was um, born, and raised in Alva, America, as I like to refer to it, Alva, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, a small town in the northwest corner. Um, I was tremendously blessed to grow up where I do, where I did, be um, and a place I still call home, just because of the community. You know, if you looked, if we're looking at it, this is going to be kind of the boring side. If you look at it from an economic standpoint. Nowadays, especially think about things. You don't even go to the grocery store anymore, right? You can get things shipped to your house. Think about going to a town of less than 4,000 people. You can't recreate those things. So being a small business owner is extremely difficult so the only reason that small towns like alva you know even exist now is because of the people that put back into the community um so i was extremely blessed to grow up in the family that i did my granddad and the store still exists but my granddad had been had opened up and has had ran a pharmacy for over 65 years before he passed away and the, um, the pharmacy still lives on um he raised the, you know, the good old fashioned way, literally slept in the store with a shotgun, making sure people wouldn't break in, um, you know, still did things for a decent amount of time off of lines of credit because he knew that people couldn't pay for it. Um, so he would end up taking on that burden himself. Um, and he never let that get in the way from donating back to the community, sponsoring soccer team uniforms and things like that. And that kind of investment back in the community, Mm um, I, and this is actually a business lesson. I looked at that and then the second that, you know, the big bad Walmart comes into town and opens up a pharmacy, you know, that would be direct competitor with my family's business. Um, cheaper prices, easier accessibility because of the timing. Yeah. We still prevailed because no one had been the, had put that much effort back in the community. And at the end of the day, relationship always wins. You know and so i was anyways that's kind of a little bit so cool to see that
1: i have that that personal experience of having to like watching family fight that off
0: yeah i mean now does that come with expense too sure i mean we maybe the reason we got through times like that and still to today is because you know my dad along with a lot of other people that are still working at the store taking deliveries after the store closes we're driving up i can't remember it's like a 30 mile radius around alva to take them and deliver the medication to them to their door um, my dad came down here on Christmas um, day to hang out with my wife and my uh, my um, child, and you know he got like three phone calls when he was down here with people that just absolutely had to have medication that day. Yeah. Now, is there a bummer side to that? Sure. Like I didn't get my dad necessarily all whole time, and he didn't like to take those calls either. But then when you when you have a small business that's trying to survive in the day of Walmart and Amazon, right? You got to. You have to. And he's and, and the amount of satisfaction that I believe our family has gotten based off of giving back to the community like that surpasses anything you could do monetarily.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because that legacy just lives on, and everyone sees that, like, that Holder name, Mm -hmm. right? And they know... Especially, oh, where are you from? Oh, Alva. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like they probably know someone who's yeah. related to you. Yeah. Right? Well, it's
0: funny you mentioned like the real estate too, because I got into the business obviously, and I still have my five eight zero area code. Um, I left it like that because it was actually starting more conversations, because I could, you know, it's almost like what was like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. I could get back to someone that had some kind of connection to Alva because of Northwest Oklahoma and just the connections. Yeah. And so I actually appreciate having a random phone number from 580, even though I've been in Oklahoma city for, you know, since 2008, Yeah, I'm still happy and proud to have that number because it starts more conversations than it finishes. That's
1: so cool. So you, you grew up like in the small town of Alva, but also like, I mean, it's ingrained in you to give back to the community.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, at least I'd like to think so, you know? And so that, that kind of, I think even if you don't go directly to giving back to the community on its face value, those kind of, um, uh, inner values, Mm -hmm. you know, on how you put things how you prioritize things and how you prioritize people. I think that kind of just sticks with you and just that natural, um, what I later learned and referred to as servant leadership, um, became a really big part of it. Um, and actually, ironically, the reason I learned about servant leadership or what that phrase even meant, um, was, um, when I was graduating high school in Alba, I was going to a, function at Northwestern Oklahoma State University in Alva which is a community mm. or not a community college it's a very good college in Alva Oklahoma um a prior president Tom McDaniel came to give a dedication speech for a statue on site and Tom McDaniel at the time was the president of Oklahoma City University yeah. um and my mom had babysat his children and it had all these cool things and I think, I know you talked to Lance before in the past Lance has been um, on yeah my mom helped babysit Lance and so um, tom met me for the first time and said hey you've got to come check out ocu and i had been pretty much committed to osu at that point because that's where pretty much everyone in alba went sure. either went to osu or went to northwestern you follow your friends and you maybe to OSU one OSU person yeah. goes to ou but it's really just osu or northwestern and so I was, i went down there kind of skeptical and lance actually gave me a tour of ocu a private tour and it was the funniest and most entertaining tour i've ever received right and um you know i was terrified going to north or to um to osu because the class sizes then i go to ocu and it's like 20 some people per classroom and professors are texting you if you don't show up to class you know that kind of a small intimate feeling while still getting to experience the city of oklahoma city yeah um it was just a no brainer but yeah. I, mean, I he tom mcdaniel was is absolutely the reason i'm in oklahoma city because of that and he i later learned from him about what servant leadership means and how that's he awesome. ran ocu that's really so, yeah. i didn't know that that's, yeah it's a that's cool connection really cool. that's the yeah. reason i'm here yeah
1: yeah so you graduate and you go to OCU. What What do you study? Do you, do you know what you're going to study from that point? Or was it just so, like, I'm just going to go and find out?
0: So ironically, so because, and this is actually a benefit of growing up in small town Oklahoma. So I was able to do a lot of different things, mm-hmm. whether that was, um, I was in band. I was in show choir. I was in, um, I was an um, all district uh, baseball player. And I also um, was a state champion in, um, speech and debate. And really? So, yeah, so no I did, way. I did several different things and I was able to do that because it's a small town, right? Sure. Yeah. I didn't have to be, pick like Literally one sport. You and you wanted. And, yeah. I yeah. can pretty much do those things. Um, um, so I, I was doing those things and I really enjoyed the speech and debate thing. Mm-hmm. So I, but I, so I've ever, I had that aspiration of maybe I want to go be an actor. Right. So I kind of, I was, you, I kind of thought about doing that. Then I, the logical side of my brain kicked in and said, maybe I don't want to do that. Um, maybe at least that's not the right fit for me if I want to, um, well, I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but if I want to make a decent living, you've got to school, travel to around, tough. and it's yeah. not easy to be an actor. Yeah, it? yeah. so I, I didn't have the that much passion cool. to go into that. So I thought, what's the closest thing next to that? So I thought, eh, broadcasting. Maybe will be on TV, right? So yeah. I jumped into the mass communications department to get my degree in broadcasting. Realized about halfway through that. I didn't necessarily want to be in broadcasting, but I really loved mass communications. Um, So I kind of did a dual track in mass communications and public relations. Okay. So that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. Which is a really good mix. Yeah, it was good. But ask me if I did anything with it. You well, know? who does anything with right? yeah, what the, the university
1: right. degree is, unless you're um, a doctor or an engineer yeah. or something.
0: But, man, I was I was incredibly best blessed by OCU in the mass communications department. And yeah. in the way that um, a small university, even with OCU, I mean, I was able to be on student um, student government. I was on our competitive sailing team. We got to sail off the coast of France. I got to do all these awesome things really? in college because it is, again, a smaller university. And even with student government, I mean, we had hundreds of thousands of dollars for a budget. And you're college students, right? What yeah. better real life experience in how to run a business than actually giving a bunch of college students hmm. semi 100% of the reins to go and try something with some money? Sure. So tell me about the sailing experience. Oh, it was awesome. Um, so. Um, There was a, I don't think it's still there anymore, but OCU had a sailing program. Uh, Glead Holman was the coach and he was a fantastic, fantastic guy. And he had a family of sailors. He loved sailing. So um, there are collegiate sailors, um, collegiate sailing programs in Oklahoma. Um, UCO has a decent one. OCU used to have one. There's several of them. They have local regattas, um, which obviously sailing is more of an international sport, but there is a lot of collegiate throughout the United States. So we started this team, um, traveled locally to do some really cool, um, you know, just two-man boat racing um had an opportunity to race money to go do a competitive regatta off the coast of France and so we raised all this money we were one of three U.S. teams that um to go over there um stayed there for a week lived on a seven-person boat basically all day every day it was in France you know so I they gave us like half of a baguette and a a, a really cheese a re- no <laughs> and a really questionable piece of meat you know and then that that was all you had to eat for the day so I remember calling my girlfriend at the time wife now and mentioning to her uh, how hungry I was. Yeah. I, and I, when I got home, I had lost 10 pounds in one week because <laughs> they weren't feeding us. And when we get off the boat, everything's closed because that's Europe. Right. Right. You yeah. shuts shut. Yeah. There's no seven 11 on the corner that you can no. get like something that you heat up in the microwave. Yeah. Um, but it was an incredible experience. I mean, we're sailing literally off the coast of France competitively. Mm-hmm. Um, i w- i am the furthest thing from a talented sailor um we had some really great people on board that were really good at sailing yeah. um i was big enough and strong enough where i could mess with the spinnaker so i was in charge of repacking the spinnaker and getting that fly in when we needed it yeah. um i mean a blast i mean such a really such a cool experience
1: Where in where what like off what coast
0: southeast okay. southwest southwest i'm sorry lorient okay lorient front how far is that lorient from like France. monaco um, that's a good question. I can Google Maps that. Yeah, I mean, was south, like, well, big, I,
1: all I know is the South of France is beautiful.
0: Oh, it's gorgeous, right? and it was a small town too. It was a really interesting. That's like a international thing, you know. When we were in France, every, or not in 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 Paris, mm-hmm. people weren't super nice to Americans. Which, really? Yeah. <laughs> which you know, maybe that's probably deserved in some degree. But yeah. when you get into small town France, man, that was they were incredible people. They were so nice. I mean, they would just go to any length that you, you know, they cater, cater you to you hand fed. They were just really nice. So yeah, great experience.
1: That's so cool. So, uh, and you said seven of you went. Uh, there's actually 10, 10 of D-O-1. us. So
0: we'd rotate off like, okay. uh, you know, cause it was all day. Um, actually a funny story of that one of our, a, a good friend of mine, who runs a pretty big insurance company now, Drew, um, he broke his finger one day on the, on the cross country. So we were on the boat all day and we had to go to a different part of the coast. Yeah. And so we spent that entire night, which we were having to sleep on the boat or in the van. And it was freezing that night. We spent most of it in the ER in this sketchy little you know hospital in right. this tiny town in France getting his finger re you know, yeah, put up in a little, little cast, and it was it was a wild thing. I was like in the third or fourth day, so everyone was already exhausted, and it was just a I mean, that's just we have small all these stories from these events, yeah. yeah, sleeping on the floorboard of a rented van, you know, it was awesome.
1: <laughs> How old are you at this point?
0: Uh, that was I was t- 19 or 20,
1: so sophomore, sophomore, yeah, junior, junior year, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to do some cool things. That's I mean, I was, awesome. Uh, between that and I was able, I was also my freshman through actually a couple years after senior year. I did it part time. I did. Um, I worked at the Science Museum of Oklahoma. Did a one man science show. Where oh I did really? experiments for kids and. Um, Man is awesome. Like
1: the same experiment, just for groups of kids coming
0: through. No, so, it was one, so it's a one man. So it's literally a stage. I'd have anywhere from 50 to 700 people in the auditorium, and I'd do about an hour long science demonstration show where I did explosions and lighting things on fire, and bring up kids from the audience, adults from the audience, and do experiments.
1: Do you remember all the stuff? Could you oh, do it yeah. now?
0: Oh yeah. yeah, I could do it. I mean, actually, and you've had Matt Hoffman. I actually got to blow up hydrogen oxygen filled bubbles in Matt Hoffman's hand on stage. That's awesome. It was really cool. I mean that got me to, um, that was actually a job that led me to um I was able to be the um I was the very first mascot of the Oklahoma City Barons hockey team. Interesting. That is like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. But to any any hockey players that are listening to this and you if you made fun of the mascot the first game that's because they didn't tell me I was going to skate until the day of. You kidding Luckily, me? Luckily I am semi decent at skating but putting a giant head on and throwing that you can see ice. Out And there's strobe lights and like girls dancing and everyone's cheering. It's pretty stressful. The 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 fact that I didn't fall is literally a gift. Were well, you like
1: Bambi on ice though.
0: Is that I wasn't it was terrible, like? but like anybody who's a hockey player, like clearly knew this guy is not Skater by trade. You know. But it was awesome. I got to do some really cool things. About halfway through the season, we had to part ways. Um, I couldn't be as available as they wanted me to be because they wanted me to go to all these um events. Got to do some cool events with Rumble though. Mm -hmm. Um, of course he'd pop out of his van with like strobe lights and like dancing women, and I'd get out of my Jeep Cherokee (laughs) and like go change the men's bathroom, you know. So it wasn't exactly the same spectacle. (laughs) But it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. I have good memories of it now. Right. Um, but that was an experience. They they were were a great organization just it was the beginning of the season they needed to fill that slot they found some punk college kid me to do it like i'll do it yep good but money it was okay it wasn't yeah. bad the, the scary thing about it though i literally went that night to interview and i left with the suit this is the one suit they had. I didn't sign a contract. I didn't sign the anything. Kind of they just up handed up, yeah. me this suit, and like,
1: gosh, I hope you. Like- so you walk out of the with
0: this giant head. Yeah, with this giant blue bag with a like a Derek the Mountain Lion head, and this whole jersey and tail and everything. <laughs> And, of course, kids pull on the tail and of pull the whiskers are. out. Yeah. I actually met I'm one of the agents, Brad Boone. I met Brad Boone at a hockey game, and he didn't know it. I found him on his Facebook later. And you have a picture with Brad. With but Brad you're in the we suit. didn't know each other, yeah. That is so yeah, funny. so funny. Shout out to Brad and Rachel. Yeah.
1: That is, that is hilarious. So
0: but anyways, the, I, I mentioned that only because of the, I mean, the science museum led me to that yeah. and the science museum led me, I got to go do, um, science, um, experiments for, with, um, at Oklahoma or the children's hospital and got to do experiments with kids mm-hmm. who were terminally ill. I mean, I got to do, do stuff at the state fair. Yeah, I had a wealth of an experience through college because of the environment that OCU provided and because of my fantastic job at science museum, Oklahoma. Yeah.
1: So, that's that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. so funny. So, was like, did you carry the kind of like love of just being an we state champion at debate and stuff? Did you carry that into university as well?
0: Yeah, I should have. I mean, I didn't do anything with it. And I was more on the speech side, right? So I wasn't necessarily right. going up there debating. I could, but I wasn't as talented at that. I, I had done because I actually I um got my um um state jacket in um acting as well. So I got both a um, sure. all state. For acting and all state for speech. Um, so I was more of that. I was always comfortable in front of yeah. people, which is why the Science Museum led really well easily after that. Um, so I didn't really get to do anything with, I didn't, I could have auditioned for plays. I didn't, you mm-hmm. know, of the things I could have done that I probably was most prepared to do was that, but I decided <laughs> to leave those those roles for people who were actually studying the degree. Yeah. They're probably substantially better than I was anyways, so I didn't even try.
1: That would have been such a cool story, though. you like, yeah, I'll just try out one time, and yeah. oh, well, they gave it to you. Kind of uh, they
0: probably wouldn't. We had some really great, uh, and I've got great friends, friends that are very successful, so I don't want to pretend that I'm in the same ballpark yeah. that they are, um, and, but I love doing it. And you still, you're still still involved with OCU now, right? Yeah, so I'm on our um, alumni board right now, which is actually going through a little bit of a change right now. It'll be kind of a different thing moving mm-hmm. forward after a couple of months but yeah I, let, I go i just had a meeting with him a couple weeks ago
1: yeah yeah so uh, again like the, the stuff that you did growing up the stuff that your family's always done given back you just kind of brought to Oklahoma city and just mm-hmm. same yeah stuff like that it's so, kind of cool
0: and, and it's interesting and i know you've had some people on from um, midtown rotary club mm-hmm. so we've um i'm here tonight because ocu is obviously a very author or if you don't know it's a very arts focused school a lot yeah of, um you know uh Arts heavy. There's a lot of acting and dancing and and everything. There's a lot of fantastic business schools and things as well. It's just it's known as performing arts. arts. Yeah, Um, and I've always been passionate about that. My wife and I, Kirsten, were looking for an opportunity to be a part of something like that. Mm -hmm. I stumbled um, on it uh, because of Laura our president right now actually had invited us to come to Midtown Rotary, and this was a club that did nothing but help volunteer for arts-based organization and raise money to give back to arts-based programs and. Um, things that are furthering the finer arts in schools and the communities and it was a perfect fit yeah and I was so pumped to find something like that and that was where I really because I needed to be behind the vision too right so like I don't I I I love giving back when I can just give back but I if I really am bought into the vision when you have like a legit
1: like say in things too right yeah because that's how when we you know I came and hung out with you guys at Midtown and the Rotary and I've been a couple of times before that like it's it's a cool group of people. Oh yeah, yeah. everyone's going. Everyone kind of pretty much go in the same direction, mm-hmm. aren't they? And if yeah. they're not, it's easy to kind of get everyone together. And yeah, everyone's like minded.
0: Well, and you know the the the, the cool thing I do too, two I like about Midtown Rotary is that there's a lot of people that join organizations to say that they joined the organization, sure. right? Or I want to be a part of this particular group of people because just by being associated with these people, I get like a higher elevated point of status. It's or a resume right? builder. It's a resume is, builder, yeah. but that is the furthest thing. Sure. From what we attempt in Midtown Rotary Club. If you're not, you know, you know, when we're volunteering at the Plaza Festival or something like, we're putting up, you know, bleachers and doing like mm-hmm. the dirty work that people don't want to do. And we're happy to do that. We're not there just to take a picture and leave. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the kind of stuff. Cause that's just how I was raised. Small town again. I don't want to sit there and just stand there and look pretty as a volunteer effort. I put me right. to work. You know, I brought my work gloves. I'm ready to go. I got jeans on. Let's do this thing. Yeah. So we can actually make an impact instead of just talking about
1: it. Yeah, definitely. And the, the Plaza Fast is it's a great festival to go to oh yeah it's yeah, I mean, it's awesome yeah. We, I mean
0: all kinds of. we've got momentum coming up I mean there's all these art things that we volunteer for I mean we do a lot mm-hmm. of really cool things
1: well down. and the, the spelling beer is coming up too yeah right? next which week which we announced next recently. Friday yeah. yeah I'm
0: really pumped for that I was in charge of the beer vendors and the food vendors for that um, which yeah. uh, I know you had some Hal Smith too Hal Smith is actually sponsoring Pub W is sponsoring the event next Friday nice tickets online now yeah, <laughs> yeah. hopefully this one goes out before yeah it might go out that's okay <laughs> if you went I hope it was fun <laughs> are you competing? Um, no, the spelling BSL absolutely way. not. You no. know, I don't feel I feel comfortable in a group of people if I know what I'm talking about. Right. You get me up there, I mean, I can't. There's so many words that I simple words that I spell wrong. You know, <laughs> yeah, I before I'm the same e same yeah, I'm confused. I mean, yeah. without spell check, I'm pretty epicreek at this point in my life. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of
1: sad. But um, well, I think. The, the generation of people growing up now that's it's yeah. the, they're the same way right well, yeah which I kind of hate being a part of that cliche but
0: <laughs> always on <laughs> the phone all guilty all stuff. is yeah. charged 100% yeah um, do you get back to Alva much as much as I can it's hard you yeah. we know we've got a, so we've got a 14 month old baby now and he's awesome yeah. um, which is he's actually named after my granddad who um, helped start Holder Drug and Alva Jim Holder so he's mm-hmm. a good Jimmy Holder um, as much as we can we like going up there my dad's still up there so we love going up there yeah um, Working to get back more that Jimmy's a little bit older. Do you
1: have like
0: brothers and sisters
1: or still yeah, up there?
0: I've got my brother who lives down here, actually works at Tinker Air Force Base. So gotcha. he's a computer programmer. Older or younger? Older. And so he kind different. of blazed
1: the trail then, I guess. Huh? Was he completely, you, you say he's completely different to you growing up? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, we're, we actually have a very similar sense of humor, but if you were to see us in the room, you probably wouldn't think that we're related.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good thing sometimes, isn't it?
0: Yeah, for him, he didn't have to look. He didn't <laughs> have to be too much like me.
1: So you never wanted to go down, I guess, the Air Force route?
0: Um, no, no, no. Actually, you know what? I thought about it. Okay, so that's kind of interesting that yeah. you bring that up because um, I went through what I probably have been through a couple of them, if I'm being honest with myself. But what I commonly refer to as my quarter, semi-quarter life crisis. Like I, so I grew when I graduated OCU. I knew that I didn't really want to use that degree. So during my senior spring spring semester of my senior year i started working on my pri- private pilot's license after i graduated i actually um worked, kept working towards my instrument rating and then i also got my commercial license yeah. after that point so i did consider joining the air force at that point to try to work my hours up and get into the um business but that's right. what i did for a year after I graduated college was work on that certification. Then I got down to the school down in Addison, Texas to study for my certified flight instructor exam. And, um, about halfway through that is when I had like my, my quarter life crisis thing. What am I doing? This is, <laughs> this is a lot of effort. I'm going really fast for this whole thing and yeah. be flying people for a living. Am I, I invested sure. in this? Yeah. yeah. And like, and it's, it's an expensive thing, which of course I could talk about that for a long time. There's a pilot sor- shortage about to happen because I people noticed are retiring that. out. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's a hard 65. Once you hit 65, you have to retire. You can't stay in it a couple yeah. of years if you're a pilot. They're about There's about to be a lot of people that are about to retire, but they've made it so complicated to get the amount of hours required to actually get a job sure. in the airlines. And the cost that it takes to build that many hours is so difficult. Or it can be very difficult. Right. Back in the day... You know they had to fly canceled checks back and forth so there's a thousand different jobs but now that doesn't exist with the internet so right. half of the jobs that you could use to build your hours don't exist anymore and it's hard to even do that if you're a flight instructor to build up that many hours yeah it takes several years and you could be as indebted as like a doctor to do it and so it's good it's it's a lot of it's going to be interesting but sure. it's a fun job too
1: have you thought about it with the shortage coming up like what oh are, yeah are i you mean everyone,
0: of course i mean i mean I, cause I still i mean i'm, I'm trying to fly a lot more nowadays um but yeah of course yeah Yeah. my father-in-law's in in, my father-in-law's a captain for delta and he and of course my brother-in-law is actually in college right now to go be an airline pilot okay um and he did go the air force route um so um sure so what
1: would it take for you if you were just like okay like i'm gonna go do it i want to become i want to become a commercial pilot
0: (sighs) Well, so, so I've got the commercial license right sure. now, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can just go jump and fly. That means right. I can fly for hire, right? So I could have a single-engine aircraft and go fly for hire um, if I was current, which I'm not currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'd probably you'd probably go the CFI route, which is a certified flight instructor, um, CFII, which is to do instruments so you can fly in the clouds. You have to build yeah. up enough of those hours, enough hours in multi-engine, and enough hours in, in total to get certain ratings, and then you move into the... Um, the regional airlines and then yeah. hopefully feed into the majors it takes a while but in order for you to get on to a major um, like the Deltas, the American Airlines, things like that. International Southwest.
1: flights, stuff like that. Yeah, right?
0: or even just, you know, honestly, even just national flights. So, for instance, if I'm flying from here to Dallas, it's probably going to be on a regional airline. Gotcha. They're not going to have a massive plane to take yeah. us for 30 minutes south, right? Um, so those those pilots are usually a little bit less experienced. still mm-hmm. obviously fantastic pilots, just they're building their hours to more than likely go up to the majors. Yeah. But that could take anywhere from 5 to 10 years to go to the majors. Yeah. But then so, you got a great job.
1: So if you decided now, I'm going to go do this, it, it, you'd be five years in and you'd be flying from here to Dallas?
0: Mm, I'd Probably probably less than that based okay. on where I'm at. Um, if you really went all in. Yeah. Um, I'd sure be in debt. I mean, you could do it in a shorter time frame for sure. And there's a lot of more, you know, corporate gigs. I've got buddies of mine that fly right. corporately for like Bob Mills. Yeah. And that's all they do. Is That's with, like, like the gig, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it can be. You'd yeah. be surprised though because sometimes and they, they have their phone. It's on call. Yeah. So if, if not necessarily that situation I just mentioned but other friends I've had that have worked for other companies if you get a call today, hey, we want to, my my wife wants to go shopping in Dallas. Yeah, you got to stop what you're doing and go. Yeah. Um there's a lot of jobs that exist that are very a lot more scheduled out but not all of them are the corporate job can be awesome but it can also be pretty stressful
1: yeah i met a guy who fly he's one of the pilots for hobby lobby and he said we have a strict schedule we only use it for business we do not do any like personal vacation holidays and he's like. I, I'm usually I'm flying Monday to Friday. Yeah, It's like, and then very rarely do we take off on a Thursday. It's Wednesday, and then we're back Friday. That's the gig. Like that sounds amazing. Yeah.
0: Which there's, there's not a lot, you know. If you think about it, so when oil prices were great, mm-hmm. how many corporate pilots are probably were around Oklahoma City? Yeah. Because, but what's the first thing you can cut when oil prices tank and you don't have enough money? Yeah. You don't really need a private plane.
1: Well, it's the biggest depreciating right, depreciating yeah. asset you can get, yeah. right? Pretty yeah. much. So that's uh. When you, when I think of you being a pilot and being from Alva, how many, have you, have you gone the crop dust route yet? Have you gone and flown at <laughs> no. literally 15 feet off the ground over no. any field? I'll
0: tell you, I've got a so in Fairview, Oklahoma, the Regeer family, shout out to the Regeers. Uh-huh. Um, they have a family owned uh, crop, crop dusting um, yeah. and that I'm a pretty decent pilot, but my, my buddy, Matt, he is one of those guys that was just literally born to fly an airplane. Yeah. He just, it's, you know, you just, it's like if you were to get into the car with, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. He was just born to drive a car. Yeah. This guy was born to fly an airplane. Just know, he just feels it. He just wears got an airplane it. and flies. I don't have that level of confidence in me. Um, but I did, I will say that like the re- only reason I got into flying in the first place, so my granddad was a pilot. Yeah. My dad's a pilot. My brother's a pilot. I'm a pilot. It's a generational thing. We Any
1: like like military pilots? No, okay. it was
0: purely, so we have, we um, families from Alva, but we farm in Thomas, Oklahoma, which is just north of Weatherford. Sure, And so my granddad would fly, down to weather down, down to down Thomas to, the to yeah. check the farm and fly back at the night to take take deliveries and things That's like the that. Life, and Harvest. Isn't it? Yeah, they were coming from a family yeah. of workers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: That sounds like I I'm thinking of like the first scene of Pearl Harbor where they jump in the plane as kids and they like started up and like You actually
0: and, watched Pearl Harbor? Yes. That's it's like
1: kidding. one of the greatest movies ever. I love Whoa. that. Movie. I'm a big Pearl Harbor fan. Really? Well, I mean not what happened. That's a hot right? take. You a lot really? of people
0: hated Pearl Harbor. Oh,
1: it's a great. Well, I can understand if you're an American, you hate it because it's not. It's
0: destruct.
1: It's pretty destructive. It's not a good it's thing that popular happened. Popular in Wales, huh? yeah, it's just a good movie.
0: It's a good movie,
1: and I just like <laughs> you wrong know with Ben Affleck. Well, and I also like like Spitfires and and yeah. Oh, know like yeah. The, oh, you know, the planes. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah like the plane that. part of it. Like the first half of the movie's not yeah. great, but well, he does go to the UK and fly Spitfires, doesn't he, for a bit? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it does all that. Um the Eagle Squadron in the UK. That's what he was part of. Mm. 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 Big deal. Yeah. Big deal. That's why, because mm. there was a shortage of uh, UK pilots. Mm. So the US were, I guess, apparently better at flying, so they asked them to come over.
0: Why do you say that was such a disdain? Well,
1: US were, <laughs> apparently they Well, well that whole, to. like, we came to save you thing. <laughs> like, I, you would not believe <laughs> how American much I thing get thing that. The thing we could possibly do. Oh, yeah. You would not <laughs> believe how much I get that. Oh, <laughs> if, you know, the whole, oh, you'd be speaking German. Whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> But so that pilot stuff—that's really interesting. Yeah. When was the last time you're in a plane? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. So you, you've been really yeah. trying to go recently. Yeah, right?
0: I mean, I haven't been like it's it's. I've been man, I've been shut down by weather. It's a little bit harder when you've got a baby yeah. <laughs> and, and a job, right? So and I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to because my we've got a, a family plane, trying to coordinate with my dad to get the the plane down here so I can really get checked out. So just it again. keep
1: it at like Sundance or Wiley Post. Yeah, and, Wiley
0: Post. That's where I learned. Is that Wiley Post? Yeah. So. But my dad flies everywhere. He's, he's been a part of several, um, or he used to be a part of a state agency, and he still does a lot of stuff for um, our small community, and he flies people all around the state. That's so, um, so cool. He, and it's, I think he finds reasons to do it more sure. often than not because he just really likes flying. Um, and I always joke with him because our our like our, my entire inheritance is in that plane, so he just <laughs> really likes flying. Yeah. Um, but we like flying too, so it's actually a perfect fit, so it's cool.
1: That's awesome. I've yeah. been up in a few like Cessnas, and I, right. I actually took off – once and I was scared out of my mind. Like I was I, like, you know, and I didn't realize hey, it's quite heavy when you pull back. I was shocked how heavy it was oh, yeah. when you pull back yeah. and take off. And then once you're up, you're in the air, it's fine. But like, yeah, I was bombing down the runway at what, 60 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. 70, and you're like, okay, it's time to pull back. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm going to put some effort into yeah. this. And then once you're up, I'm like, this is... But when you
0: bank and you're like, whoa, this thing's tiny, I could literally fall out the side. <laughs> the cool thing about planes, when I always say this to everybody, and like, because a lot of people have a kind of a fear of small planes, right? Everything about planes is about efficiency and redundancy, right? Yeah. So you want to be as efficient as possible and redundant as possible. There's like 10 backup things for everything that could possibly go right. wrong. And especially in a smaller plane, it's just a paper airplane. It's going to glide. If you lose your engine... And we're in Oklahoma. You're going to find some flat land. It might not be a comfortable landing, but you're going to be fine. You'll find a field somewhere. Versus if I'm in a triple seven, you know, a Boeing triple seven, that's going to go down like a rock, right? I mean, it's still going to glide, but I'd much rather be in a small plane than in a big plane. Yeah, you're not landing that on a field No, it's going to be hard, yeah.
1: Well, you're landing, you're sliding into into something. Yeah, Yeah. that's... uh, I'm glad you got back, that you're doing that pilot stuff a bit more though. That seems really awesome. Yeah, I'm sure Jimmy would love to go up.
0: Oh yeah, I hope so. He's got to kind yeah. of keep on the tradition. He's kind of um, not cursed into it, but almost born into He's it. He kind of has to, right? Yeah, it's almost <laughs> you don't be want a to be like the one who
1: doesn't. Yeah. Does uh, does your brother have kids?
0: No, they're about to. Do, they're more. Uh, they're pregnant with twins though, and they're nice. like next month.
1: Boys or girls?
0: Um, both. One, but one of each. Yeah.
1: Interesting, that's that's literally the best thing, right? I, yeah, you got one to carry the name, and the other just the wife gets the girl,
0: and it's just, it's t- I mean, I think going through one semi recently and like, oh my gosh, you're doing that times two, yeah, it's like, ooh, yeah. And but my, my wife brought up a good point, like, she they're not going to know any different,
1: they're not, you're they're right. like, that's
0: like, they're going to be born into twins that's all that's their ground zero yeah versus like if you were to give me twins now having already dealt with one like my world my hair's on fire right
1: that's that's the worst is it? having the twins the second right
0: time. i mean i can I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that, uh, that had that yeah. and made it through i just never experienced that but um yeah. yeah godspeed to my brother
1: do you uh plan on having any more
0: yeah probably them yeah Play, don't ask me fingers
1: don't crossed that you don't have twins a second time no
0: the good lord don't say that to me
1: <laughs> jimmy needs a play partner <laughs> for sure yeah but uh that's uh that's really interesting i didn't uh i didn't expect you to say that you'd been flying a lot more that's really and cool yeah i'm
0: working on it i'm like you know it's part of my growth plan for the years to really get back into it and make sure yeah. that i'm making it a more of a priority yeah i mean it's a really expensive hobby to not play with
1: very expensive, right? <laughs> well, especially when it's in your inheritance, right? Yeah, like especially my probably take full advantage, so, yeah, right advantage of this, right?
0: But yeah, I mean, I've yeah. been I've been really blessed to do the things that I've done, and it's it's kind of I think everything has set the stage for where where I am now, what I've done, and kind mm-hmm. of everything, and I've learned has set up the stage to help me take the risks that I needed to, and you know, yeah, everything.
1: And you mentioned you met Kirsten at college, yeah. That's actually a funny story.
0: we got time. I don't know if you've heard it. I probably uh, haven't. um, So when I first met my wife, I was actually had been, I was in a relationship with somebody else and it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't exactly the relationship I wanted to be in. Um, Mm -hmm. No disrespect, but it wasn't necessarily the relationship. I wanted to be in any longer. And I hadn't met Kirsten. I was on a, you know, this pre-college fraternity trip, rush trip. Right. Yeah. And I saw Kirsten uh, on the other side of a campfire and started randomly talking to her. She was there with another guy and she made the biggest impression on me. That I mean, I just like, I just honestly, yeah. like, you know, the heavens opened and I was sitting here thinking, if there's girls like this at OCU, what am I doing with my life? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, imagining, I'm picturing that moment right now. You're sat at a campfire and you're looking at it through the flames. This is... We're recording this is literally this. what's happening we're recording yeah. this on valentine's day this yeah. is this is a good yeah. day yeah that's and, funny and
0: so she, i mean that's actually what happened she was literally across the flame from yeah. me and i could see her and i was like this and like just the way she was talking i could tell she was intellectual and she liked the arts and yeah. i just i mean i loved everything about her and um so she made this profound impact on me i go home mm-hmm. i come back to ocu a month later or something when school starts I happened to run into her on campus mm-hmm. and she broke my heart in one fell swoop because she reached out her hand to introduce herself to me because she had forgotten who I was. Oh, crush. So I had gone home and I actually had ended the relationship I yeah. was in and got back to school. And this girl who made such a profound impact on me legitimately forgot who I was. <laughs> but she hates that story because yeah. she will tell the story afterwards that I had been dating somebody else in college and then... She, I wasn't. I was ignoring Kirsten apparently, even though I didn't even think she was in my playing field. Yeah. Um. And then I finally got together with her, but she's not a huge fan of that story. Sorry. So
1: what is her side of the story then?
0: Her side of the story is that she was having a terrible time on that rush trip with the guy Uh she was dating, and was not focused on anything (laughs) else, but was trying to get out of that situation. So I'll give her grace for that. It was just funny because of how much of a profound impact she made on me.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. And, yeah. you, and you guys have traveled quite a bit too, right? You've been yeah. to my side of the pond.
0: Yeah, so we studied abroad. That was another thing i got to do with OSU. We studied abroad in London. Yeah, um, We're outside of London in Surbiton. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, we were there. I mean, I say studied abroad. It was five weeks. It was a summer yeah. study abroad. Um, that was huge, though, because I was 19 years old. You know, that's the first time. I, mean, I came from a town of 3,500 people, right. right? Depending on what time of the year it is, 3,500 people. Um, I, Oklahoma City was referred to as a city. Yeah, you know, we just called it the city. I had never really—I mean, I had been traveling. I had been into New York City, but I'd never stayed there. You yeah. know, and they—I just fly you to London lived with,
1: somewhere for five weeks. Yeah,
0: without my parents, without anybody, I'm just living there for five right. weeks. You know, I got to learn the tube like the back of my hand. And London um, traveled to Wales for uh-huh. a weekend. Um, that was awesome. There was a yeah. uh, arts festival going on that weekend everything was in Welsh and English. So it was really confusing. Um, uh, but it was awesome. I mean, I loved it. We, we didn't have a whole lot of money. So some people went to like France and did these other things. We had enough money to get on the train to go to Wales. Yeah, (laughs) So that's what we did. And then we went to the other side. Um, Oh gosh, the beach. What's the, on the East side of the country, there's that famous beach. Oh,
1: with like the white cliff Dover with like the white cliffs, East side of like where?
0: Of Britain.
1: Uh, norwich maybe
0: i can't remember we went over we traveled over there and saw joshua Raiden, i'm a, a, a artist we got to go okay. do that go saw a concert on the other side of the country i don't know yeah did some neat stuff and it was on a budget right
1: Yeah, i'm trying to think i'm trying to
0: think of my e- northwest
1: north i'm right, losing it. i don't i can't remember yeah. what it was it's i can, been a good time i'll think of it how oh, yeah. how, how what year was that you were I was, in college that
0: was after my freshman year so it was right before sophomore year yeah so, well, i didn't know what the heck i was doing right? so like late
1: kid. late 2000s
0: um yeah that would have been 2009 yeah
1: yeah good times yeah that's crazy yeah so haven't been back recently though obviously with little Jimmy and
0: no no we um, we did go I mean I've, the most last time I've been back to um, Europe was France for the yeah. for the sailing thing junior year um, haven't been I guess we did oh I'm sorry we did go to Ireland we did a deferred honeymoon because we couldn't right, I do, yeah, we, yeah we couldn't afford um, to go anywhere for our honeymoon because yeah. I didn't have a job yet. Um, so we did a deferred honeymoon and did like a backpacking trip around Ireland. We didn't know we were going to stay except for one night. We just had a backpack each and we just yeah. figured it out. That scares me so much. It was literally the best time we ever had.
1: Yeah, more people should do that.
0: It was incredible because once you get out of the cities and yeah. you go and you find, then you then you get to see the true heart of the country, right? So we literally, based off of referrals, skipped from town to town on referrals to actual bed and breakfast not like an Airbnb. Sure. And we if some if somebody was full, okay, do you who's a friend that you've got? And then oh, call so and so up the street. Yeah. And so and so up the street had a room for us and then she asked us what we were doing the next day and we said, "I don't know. What do you, what should we do?" And she called her friend and she gave us a personal tour of the island. That's I so mean, cool. it, we had all these fantastic experiences and we just had two backpacks. Yeah. I've never had so much fun on a trip in my life not knowing what we were doing. Yeah. Which, again, my wife is, is, is incredible at everything. But the one thing that bugs her more than anything is not having a plan. And so getting her to do that was Pushing her
1: so far out of her comfort zone.
0: And she had more fun than I did. Yeah. It was a blast. Especially halfway around the world. Yeah. I mean, luckily, it was in an English-speaking country. True. Although it's debatable. It's probably like if I were to speak to you in Wales, it'd probably be hard to understand you. Yeah. In some parts of Ireland, I'm like, uh, excuse yeah. me, uh, pardon? Google Translate, please. Yeah. <laughs> Can you uh, type that for me? do yeah. know what you're saying.
1: Do you, uh, do you think that it's possible for people to have that experience here?
0: Um, man, that's a good question. Um, I hate to say anything negative about I Americans. it's just too far apart, <laughs> it's, right? It's kind of tough to... I think it depends on what part of the country you're in. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I think you could. I think you could go backpack around the United States. Yeah. There's a lot of kind people. Um, of course, we don't think everything as being as pretty as it is overseas. You know, we think sure. about think about like the castles you guys have in Wales, and we think they're incredible. You probably think they're rubbish. You know? I see it, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So, but then you know. Uh, so it's hard for me to think about someone necessarily wanting to do that here. But if they Ryan. did, yeah, there's a lot of nice people. Until you go to Alva, Oklahoma, they'll just like literally just bring you into their house.
1: Yeah. And they that's will just take care of you.
0: Yeah. And like we'll feed you a lot of probably very unhealthy food. Yeah. You know.
1: But you'll you'll have the best food yeah. ever. Right. Yeah.
0: But isn't that great about I mean that's even Oklahoma City. Because I mean that's like one of my big you, you kinda of mentioned it a little bit, that's one of my biggest value propositions, right? Is like yeah. the economic growth of Oklahoma City. And I don't care who you are, what st- level of influence you are, you can do something to help the benefit of Oklahoma City. Sure. And Oklahoma City is just a big small town. Right, 100%, yeah. Everybody's connected. And I think to some degree every city is, but I can just really feel it here. Because mm-hmm. um, even with anything divisive going on in the economy or politically, at the end of the day in Oklahoma, people will take care of you. Yeah. Right. Which is probably why you talk about the podcast and why you have you, this as Oklahoma to begin with. It's a fantastic place. We have mm-hmm. people can look down on us because we're Southerners. People can look. I mean, the Southern comfort thing. We're just good people. Yeah, I mean, you can have an argument with somebody, but you can still understand that person would still do anything for you. Right. And so, what better of a community to get back to than something like
1: that? Yeah, and it just—you're right. It just comes down to just like people. It always comes back to the yeah. people, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that's one thing that that Hal said too. Was like, I just love people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he grew up in Ardmore, which is I guess yeah, equally yeah. a small town, right? I right. I
0: mean, it's it's bigger, but it's but it's, it's still. It's, I mean, yeah. to, compared to most people, yeah, it's definitely a so, smaller
1: town. It's. Uh, Yeah. I think more people, every, everybody I've met that's from a small town is the same way. Mm -hmm. Right. And which I love because they just have, they know their values. They know what they like to do. They know what's right. They know what's wrong. Sure. They probably did some stupid things like all kids do in small towns. Right. That's all you need just go out into a farm and whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Like,
0: you know, but that's all you got to do. That's all you do. I've got things I probably shouldn't say in a podcast <laughs> that we did. Um, but you know, I think about that now as being a father now too, cause that's, that's going to be a struggle. And, um, I mean, I love Alva. I don't know that I would ever move back there at this point, just based yeah. off of what I've got going on here. But I do think about that as sometimes as a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I wanted to go, if I was in middle school, right. And I wanted to go to the movie. I got my bike and I went to the movie. Yeah. You know, if I wanted to go get a Coke, got my bike and went to Coke. If I wanted to go down to my friend's house and come back around dinner time, I just left. Yeah. The door was open. No one locked their cars. It was no big deal. You can't do that here. I can't recreate yeah. that for my child here. And that's not, I mean, Oklahoma City's fantastic. I, I, I'm obsessed with Oklahoma City. You just can't do that here i mean there's not things aren't close enough together there's too many people yeah so i think about some of the things that i got to experience which taught me everything that you just said about mm-hmm. you know the the values and things that i grew up with and the things you can't really teach somebody you yeah they're learned traits i i struggle with how to recreate that for my child
1: right for myself and it's now like because how, how old is jimmy now he's one and a bit right? yeah
0: he's, he's 14 months so I at lost.
1: least you've got a little bit more time to figure that oh, out yeah. before he's like Oh, good walking. Lord. We're well, not gonna, you know, We're He's walking gonna, now, he's walking, but like, but you know, you got a, yeah. a few, I guess. He's not hanging out with buddies. Sure. Yeah. 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 You got time to figure it out, but yeah. Yeah, that's. That's really interesting because yeah, it's we no one's you know I mean my 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 brother's five years younger than me and he didn't grow up the same way I did yeah and then you put you know a complete generation between right. that and it is totally different.
0: Well, that's probably to be fair. That's probably part of it too because I don't I mean I don't know I don't think my dad probably still I probably shouldn't say that I don't think my dad still locks his car but yeah. I think probably most people do now but it's it is different times true. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a hard thing and you know I, I've always kind of viewed myself as someone who is a generalist mm-hmm. you know i've never been just super excelling at one thing i've always been pretty good at most things which was always a not always i perceived them to that to be a bad thing for yeah. the majority of my life until ba- basically the past two years yeah then i finally realized like ooh, that's why i can connect with so many different people and why i have the kind of friend range that i do yeah um just totally based off of that. And the, my relating back that to my son is because of the, how far everything away is in the city. Like when Jimmy starts getting interested in in acting or golf or, or baseball, it's going to be hard for him to be able to do all of those things together in sure. the city. You almost have to pick a lane and go. Yeah. And I, I think that's probably good in some respect but I think in most respects, it's yeah, a bad thing. Yeah, it's
1: good if he wants to be a professional athlete He wants to go down that route. And yeah. that's only really one thing he does. But developmentally, like growing up and socializing, it's not the best. You know, you're know, you not going to get to grow up in a small town and play every single sport and right. be a part of all these groups. Because I'm probably the same way as you. Like I feel like I'm decent at a lot of things. And I definitely can relate to a lot of people. You know i had like my golf group i have my football group right and, you know and, and then i had my like i love cars right so have my group of car friends and now now i have my group of friends in the states right mm-hmm. and all, all this kind of stuff but yeah like i've never had that one thing where i've like gone completely yeah. all out at yeah so i didn't think of it that way
0: well and it's important you know and that's I, i'm bringing it back to midtown rotary i mean mm-hmm. like in that's why I'm so passionate about the arts. I, yeah. I am a firm believer that you have to have everything, right? I mean, it can't just be like we're just playing all day and sure. everything's just a whimsical dream. And, man, you've got to give them an opportunity to do some of these things. And when you're talking about, you know, bands don't have enough money yeah. to buy instruments, but the football team has 45 different jerseys to choose from, give me a joke. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. You know what? I mean, these people, like, if I can point, the one thing I've told my wife, like, my our one goal for our child, or for Jimmy, is I want him to have empathy. Yeah. I mean, if we, if, if I can teach him or somehow portray to him to have empathy, yeah, to to have a perspective of somebody else's point of view and to take that into consideration when he's making a decision,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we will have won. I think the only way that we can do that is expose him to a lot of different things. I have to. And that's incredibly difficult when everything is so regimented. Yeah. And it's hard to do multiple things and schools don't schools don't provide art anymore. They don't have enough funding for a theater. They don't have enough funding for a speech and debate team. They don't have enough funding. Every year I give to my speech and debate team, they still don't have enough money to travel. They have to raise money to travel. And if I point to one thing that's ever going to give me success in this life, 100% is to be able to speak in front of a group of people.
1: Yes, It's pretty much the number one fear
0: out of all Americans is to speak in front of a group of people. I learned how to do that in middle school and high school. Yeah, And speech and debate did that for me. And that's one of the poorest like funded programs like that's absolutely yeah. ridiculous now I also understand basic economics that football teams bring in money Sure, I get that and you can't forget about the arts I mean you just yeah. can't that's vital. I mean, I, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm just biased. No, but like I, you've, but you, you're not biased. You just, you know, it works. You've experienced it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've seen it work for my family. Yeah. You know, and those are, and people, the people that I know from the people I grew up with that are the most successful today. Yeah. were in speech and debate and theater. And they and we're not talking about people that are actors. We're talking about people no. that are attorneys, that are physical therapists, that are um, accountants. They were in speech and debate. They yeah. were also in sports. Because I think sports is incredible. I I love baseball like more than anything. Yeah, and that they had to have that element. You know, I just think yeah. that's I think it's incredible. I think we're doing a huge they just disservice. go together, don't they?
1: You've got to have like that competitive yeah. side and the camaraderie of playing sports, but the, also the competitive side and the being able to speak on stage and debate and
0: act and all that other stuff that will shut people down if yeah. they are asked to do it. Well, and expose you to something. That, I mean, most think about most plays are like something about it's like a. Um, Maybe a controversial topic, yeah. right? That you might gain some empathy from. I'm like, man, I didn't understand. I remember doing a play in high school about the israeli mm-hmm. um conflict. Um, like, I didn't know anything no, about it. from right? Oklahoma, that's right? Not one of you the know, and, and like that's like, rest, okay, I can understand what, what's happening here. Right. I can have empathy with these people. I don't know, and I think that guides yeah. your decision-making abilities through everything. Definitely. Um, which I'm getting kind of like existential here, but I. I think that's important.
1: It is important. You
0: know, but it's, it's also not, and I think about this too, because I always think about both sides of that conversation. The other side of that conversation is that it's hard to quantify that in a school setting. Sure. I can't give someone an exam and say, well, what did you learn? That's art. You know, I, that's, you can't quantify no, it. You can't. it. No, you can't. So I, I understand that's the why hard part it's of it. hard to find something you can't quantify. Right. Hey, good Lord. I mean, do some, I don't know. Someone's better at research than I am, but I just, I'm, yeah. whoever that person is, if, if they listen to it, like, gosh, I hope they like, contact so just me. Just more
1: social experience and yeah. doing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. And it's okay to do both, yeah. right? You know, it's it okay is. to
0: be the star football player and be on, show, and be in show choir.
1: Yeah. you know. But then again, it takes a very strong individual person to be able to do that. Yeah. Right. Because right. you're in high school. and the, the But the, like I said, the environment leads to that, right? Because yeah. growing up, you're like, oh, this guy plays football. He's awesome. Everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. But his team's going to give him so much crap for going to. I that, got, that's growing up. But that's how it is, isn't it? Totally. Sadly.
0: I'm, there were baseball tournaments. I mean, I was a starting member on the baseball team. And I yeah. there was a tournament that conflicted with a state tournament for speech and debate every single year. Every year I chose speech and debate state. Yeah. over that tournament for baseball. And I got a lot of crap for it. Yeah. There was not a better decision I could have possibly made. Yeah. You did not want a baseball trophy? I mean, I love baseball. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I, I mean, I think, but my fondest memories growing up and like travel baseball team and, you know, in Alabama sure. traveling to Kansas and doing all the stuff for baseball. But when I think to what's gotten me to where I am now, Speech and debate every time. Yeah, and the
1: arts, because the things that you learn in baseball aren't gonna la- Outlast the things
0: that you learn doing speech and debate. Yeah, I mean the they, but they're going hand in hand. You know, team sport. I mean, I could go. Well, yeah. I could go on the same rant for sports too. And sports is already pretty well funded. Very well funded. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I don't. You we know, don't. We need to make sure that the arts get yeah. funded too.
1: Well, it's good to see, like in Oklahoma City now, the arts are starting to. You know, with the, the new museum, the contemporary art more contemporary yeah. buildings going up um yeah, and just Boyd seems to be a lot of stuff going with M-Mittown
0: that rotarian he's going in there and yeah
1: yeah um that's a cool building i don't know if some people like it some people don't but yeah um, i think it's awesome yeah. yeah well and then like i guess the most recent topic about arts and kind of branding would be this new state rebrand have you yeah, seen yeah i have
0: what do you think i don't understand why everyone's so upset about it same. I think people. Just I don't like find the s- logo.
1: I like the. I like. I like. And I. I tweeted out this, and I got completely lit up for it. So <laughs> I don't like the logo, but I like the meaning behind it. Yeah. Right? Um, and I. And, but my tweet before that was, you know, can somebody confirm what's gone on here? Was mm-hmm. it, you know, have we volunteered, two hundred volunteers of Oklahomans, and then have we paid a company in Canada? Right. And. I'm not a huge branding guy, but I know a little bit about it. And and someone who wasn't very happy with me on Twitter, it's different, isn't it? People have yeah, strong thumbs, oh, yeah. and that's it. Um, and I was very polite. Strong back. thumbs, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, she just said, uh, "Yes, it was a you know, they were Oklahoman," and I had to ask more questions to get everything out of you know the information. And then I saw a great article. So there is like an article about it. You people just need to dive into it. But I did see that Lieutenant Gov Pennell was equally throwing fire back and people replying to him saying and i i like that like yeah. he's he's he, he's just not like sitting in his office like he is replying and confronting and p- battling for the thing that he's just put a lot of his time into
0: well and i love that you said that because uh lieutenant governor Pennell like i heard mm-hmm. him speak at an event a couple months ago and he was talking about his oklahoma bathroom tour right so he's going to every travel stop in the state yeah. To, like, see what the experience is in the travel bathrooms, right? Yeah. And it's like, I'm sitting here thinking about the bigger picture, right? So I don't even mind. I don't know if I'm in love with a logo or not, but I don't really... I didn't do anything to put it together, so why... Yeah. I'm allowed to have an opinion, but... I'm more about moving things forward yeah. and having our state logo being just okay before now. Yeah, okay, come on. I mean, that's that's not exactly a great introduction to, right. you know, might as yeah. well say just like, well, at least we're not Texas or yeah. something like that. And now it's
1: imagine that, uh, yeah, right? the timeline,
0: yeah. And so at least we've got something moving forward, and I'm I'm just so. Excited, And maybe this is something that's been happening before. I wasn't privy to it. Mm -hmm. But Lieutenant Governor Purnell doing all the work that he has to really regain that that pride in Oklahoma. And honestly, maybe you take the side that um, if you don't like the logo and you're vocal about it, hey, that means that you're passionate about the state and you care about what it looks yeah. like, I could probably make an argument that's way better than that was 10 years ago. People were maybe embarrassed to talk about being in Oklahoma. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, we're not a flyover state anymore.
0: Exactly. Right? So people Now people, and maybe if we hadn't done all the things we had with like maps, all the maps initiatives and the thunder yeah. and all that stuff, and all the, obviously, the businesses around um, yeah. the state of Oklahoma helping that, um, if we wouldn't have had that, a rebrand might not have mattered no one sure. was going to care because I was like it ah, doesn't matter we yeah. don't really have pride in the state so I hadn't thought about it like that maybe at least people have pride in the state enough yeah. to argue about a logo so there's the workaround yeah. there so we can find and a lot positive. of people would like
1: diving into like I guess the whole the, the company uh, and from what I've been speaking to my branding and advertising people that I yeah. know they said that they got a complete deal for It was $259,000 I think oh, they, yeah. it cost and I think it was like I think the company they hired was to just manage basically all of these 200 people, right? And 200 people from Oklahoma came together to do this. But also what a lot of people didn't know is they they rebranded like the entire website and all of the Mm -hmm. other websites. Yeah. That's not easy. And all the
0: state local, like all the um, different agencies.
1: Yeah. And they look so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's unified. Yes. So uh, I did see one tweet yesterday and I um, lieutenant governor replied to it and i made me laugh really hard he posted a picture of the new logo and but when you put that logo on a black t-shirt it's a black star right or a red t-shirt it's a red star it's not a white star which yeah. is what they said and there's a guy has commented you know he posted a picture with like a bunch of people wearing the shirt it's a gray shirt logo over a gray star and the guy is like i still can't see the white white star and Pannell replied saying well you better keep looking <laughs> like, this is just this is brilliant they're having a blast doing this Like,
0: and I, and I had I hope he is having fun I oh, hope I'm he's sure not he like is. brooding yeah, over it no.
1: yeah. but I, I've reached out to a couple of people who are on his design thing to just I want to have him on the podcast right. I want him to share the story and let's, yeah. let's talk about get, it more their side. let's talk about it for an hour and see how yeah. people can you know because when you see like one picture and a logo and then you know I saw someone said it's like the, the, the state now looks like a um an insurance agency or something like oh, that yeah. but no, nobody dives into it right nobody got dives into the story and, and hopefully that can happen but um progress progress for sure uh this has been good mate i really really enjoyed this there's a lot of things i didn't know Um uh, oh, but it's kind of
0: all over the place i'm kind of all over the place though I'm i sorry. love that
1: though i love the uh, the hockey thing's hilarious yeah. I got. want to see that picture.
0: You should. Okay. So I, there's a funny thing on that though. Like one yeah. of the, one of the appearances I, I did with rumble. I mean, what I said about, he really comes out of that van. It's got strobe lights. You might as well throw a confetti. Like they're giving away free cars. And I seriously am getting out of my gold Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah. Opening up the trunk, grabbing my bag, going into the stall in this tiny men's bathroom and changing to be at the same event. <laughs> no one knows who you are. You can't talk. Yeah. I did get, but my my claim to fame is I got in a fake mascot fight with Rumble at that event, and I won.
1: Okay, that's great. So that's all I, you need. I, to so know. effectively,
0: yeah. I beat up Rumble. Yeah. So you
1: probably don't want be yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that in your <laughs> <And> resume. And <laughs> when
0: I say Rumble, I mean one of five people that are Rumble, and it probably wasn't the real Rumble, but that's okay. Sure. Yeah. That's
1: and I that's making me think of like the baseball like. What is it? The baseball mascot fight that they have like every year. Baseball, oh yeah, like whatever it is. Yeah, I mean the, it was like, football one or whatever it is. That's it was hilarious. like two
0: seconds outside, but I just remember thinking about that afterwards. Like, what? At what point in my life did I ever think that this would be a thing I'm doing? Yeah, you know. And it was it was it was fun.
1: That's a, that's gonna be a funny story to tell Jimmy.
0: Oh yeah, Jimmy well, tell him. That. He's gonna
1: be watching a basketball game. It's I did like, save
0: one trading card because I had trading cards from really? the mascot. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did. Ha- I saved one. I'll show him that. But everything else, I just kind of. Yeah. i kind of zone off that part of my life don't really want to talk it's not about a pride that. moment i don't have a mascot pride complex i can tell you that you don't still have the head no no <laughs> no i did see i did see it but that team's not here anymore but i did see it one time after i saw in pictures and the, the same whiskers that had been pulled off by kids were still gone nice. so and that that, Just was, to think that was how mean. many
1: people have worn that outfit yeah, of, it's, it's really hot. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh, I can't tell you how hot that thing. I can't was. imagine doing that in Oklahoma. Yeah. It's a lot more fun than you think, but you can't see kids underneath you. That was a problem. Oh, I'm six yeah. foot three. I definitely hit some kids in the face. <laughs> sorry, kids. <laughs> yeah, and you can't say sorry. You just like know. A hug and like I'm so sorry I didn't they didn't send anybody out here with me I cannot see you and they just run out of nowhere man I don't know and now you have well, you trained kid. in mascotry you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not a class in Alva <laughs> no, High School <laughs> no it's
0: not, uh, that's not that's an arts program that <laughs> what exists
1: is, to that point what is Alva's uh, mascot
0: the Goldbugs is it yeah there's okay. only like three schools in the country yeah that are the Goldbugs but OCU actually used to be the Goldbugs. Okay. Which before, like, what they were, they before? The, they were the, gold, the gold bugs first. Well, actually, first they were the Methodists because it's Methodist university. Sure. Then um, the gold bugs, and then they were the Chiefs. Chiefs, and yeah. And then for cultural reasons, that yeah. was changed to the Stars. Mm-hmm. Go and stars. so, yeah, which is kind of, I mean, I've, I'm very proud of my school, but, you know, Ghost Stars is not exactly like a very yeah. mean thing to be able to say. But we do have a mascot now, Starsky, who's around. Oh, really? Who's a Ram? Yeah, it's like an Aries, like the okay. star. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's awesome. Well, I think S and U went through that. They were like the Redskins before, and yeah, then they became like li, li the, li the, the, yeah, and then anymore, they yeah. became like Crimson Storm or something. Yeah, whatever I mean, that is. That's kind of
0: hard to cheer for too. Yeah, very. Hard. But gold bugs are pretty bad. I yeah. mean, like you can't like what are you gonna do in like the in a football game? Like you know, let's give them some kind of rare disease that bugs can give. You, you know, know like what do, a do you do? Tiger
1: or something? Yeah, or there's like not like you know, we're just like we're just a yeah. little
0: bug on the tiger's back. <sighs> but we're good. We're pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Black and gold. Black and gold.
1: Great song there. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think we've uh, I think we've covered a lot. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know. Uh, I'm glad you got back into the plane though. Taking yeah, taking more of that. That's yeah. uh, I'd uh, I would like to come out one time. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. I mean, Wiley post yeah. is close to the house, so yeah.
0: we'd. Uh, I hope there's something yeah. in there that's usable. We didn't talk about like <laughs> business or anything. No, so not worry about that. You.
1: No, it's cool. It's uh, there's a lot. I I'm sure we can pull a lot of cool stuff from this, but um. So, drugstore in Galva is still going. Yeah, Holder Holder
0: Drugstore in business for your health. Awesome. Yeah, that's the tagline. Yeah, we've got a fountain in the back. Um, go get a Jack and Jill ice cream, and you can. and Hallmark gift store up front. My aunt Sally runs that. Yeah. Um, Holder Drugstore down the square. Awesome. Please, please frequent it for the sake of my child's future college (laughs) education. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, um, I guess for everybody listening, how could they? I mean, if they want to get in touch with Midtown Rotary, can they reach out? If they want to yeah. get into real estate, can they reach out? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
0: I love talking. I mean, we didn't talk about investments or really real estate a whole lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's I'm, I'm very passionate about what, mm-hmm. what I do. And um, the unique thing about getting into the real estate business is your ability to give back to the community sure. by building a small business. Um, and I think small businesses run the world. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so, yeah, and um, clubs, organizations. I love talking about Oklahoma City. I love learning about Oklahoma City. And anybody who wants to yeah. learn or teach me something, I'm open for it. How do they reach out? Um, Probably email. Yeah, email. <laughs> like, email. Like, don't well, don't give can, anybody your cell number. <laughs> no, yeah, let me give you a, Yeah, well, 555, 555. Yeah, maybe Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Um, I'm the guy that will mysteriously like your post but not post a whole lot on social media. That's just because I I because I am from a small town I feel awkward posting mm. anything about myself. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll see some baby pictures. That's about it. You'll see on my
1: what is your Instagram handle?
0: Um A holder eighty nine. Okay. Everyone's gonna listen to this and blow you up. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get a lot of followers. I'm gonna get fives of fives of people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Awesome. Well mate, this has been awesome. Uh had a great time chatting oh, and uh I'm glad we got to do this. This is yeah, good, man. I'm so. pumped
0: this is you're killing it with it. This is cool I love doing this.
1: It's so yeah. much fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I get to sit with so many people, and I get to share stories that you know. When when was the last time we sat for an hour and just talked? Yeah, right. So that's yeah. the best part about it. Can I
0: can I say one more thing? Just yeah. so I think the the world needs to know. I definitely made fun of Mike when he first started this the Instagram 100%. page. And so I was very wrong. And I would like to publicly say that. I think, I I had like,
1: I think we were having breakfast at Sunnyside. We Shout were out, absolutely Sunnyside. having breakfast at Sunnyside. And I think at the time I had like 4,000 followers in about four months. And I was yeah. so happy. And you were like, what are you going to do with that?
0: You know, and I remember exactly <laughs> what I said. Mike. Go sell some houses. Sell some houses. <laughs> I was actually like
1: Keller Williams at that yeah, point. You I was were. So like, Yeah. Anyway, I'm still selling houses. I've sold a few. Just uh, I've done a few more podcasts than I have houses. But no, this has been awesome. Uh, everyone listening, definitely reach out to Andrew if you want to get into real estate or uh, if you want to get into Midtown Rotary. And if this goes out before the 29th, right? 21st, 21st, go- maybe If this goes out before the 21st. Sign up for Spelling Beer. Uh, at the Tower Theatre on Theater. Tower Theater, the Midtown Rotary's website
0: mm-hmm.
1: awesome thanks for listening guys catch you next week cheers this podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927 follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF catch you next episode
0: cheers